0: Heavy snow showers and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Thousands of junior high and high school students in Calgary will be switching to online learning for the next two weeks, beginning tomorrow as COVID-19 numbers continue to soar. Alberta Teachers Association President Jason Schilling says student and staff safety is the priority.
1: The safety of the staff and the students within those buildings is paramount and needs to be done. And we know that our schools are as safe as our communities. And as we're seeing community cases rise rise throughout the province, we need to have that conversation about what will that look like in school because we need to make sure that staff and students are safe.
0: The request for the shift to online learning was made by school boards dealing with a substitute teacher shortage. While Edmonton area school boards have not moved to online schooling, some individual schools are because of rising cases. More news in a moment, but first 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. We've got a collision on the ramp from southbound Deerfoot Trail to eastbound Sony Trail in the southeast. Crews are on scene and there is a slight delay through the area right now. Meanwhile, expect winter driving conditions on your main routes all across the city right now. Snow is beginning to accumulate, especially on your area highways just north of the city. It's time to get road ready. Canadian Tires Big Spring Tire Sale is on now. Ends April 29th. Conditions apply. Details online. For the 770 HQR Traffic Helicopter,
2: I'm Taya Youson.
0: To date, more than 1.1 million doses of vaccine have been given to Albertans, but there are more calls for shots to be made available for younger people. We get more from Global's Carolyn Curry de Castillo.
2: On Saturday, the Southport Walk-In Clinic opened, offering the AstraZeneca vaccine for people aged 55 to 64. But some people who were at the clinic, like Ken Boyechko, said the shot should be offered to as many people as possible. He's not worried about the risk of a blood clot, saying it's more important that more people are vaccinated to allow us to get back to normal. Melinda Pokolinski is a Calgary Elementary School teacher who doesn't care what vaccine she gets as long as she gets one. She says it's important to offer for the vaccine to higher risk jobs and to anyone who wants the AstraZeneca vaccine. On Saturday, Dr. Dina Hinshaw said that discussions are underway about expanding the age range, but a decision has not been finalized. The Southport location, which is near the corner of McLeod Trail by Southland Drive, will operate until Wednesday from 8.30 a.m. to 3.45 p.m. There are also 26 pharmacies in Calgary and Edmonton that are offering vaccines on a walk-in basis. Carol Lynn Curry, DeCastillo, Global News.
0: Three people were killed and two others injured in what police believe was a targeted shooting at a tavern in Somers, Wisconsin. Kenosha County Sheriff David Betts says the suspect is still at large but doesn't believe anyone is in danger.
3: I currently, from what I've been told, believe that the three people who passed away probably knew each other and uh, this was a targeted situation.
0: Officers are also still working to identify the people who died. Taking a look at sports, a win for Edmonton last night. The Oilers shut out the Jets 3-0. The Oilers play Montreal tomorrow evening. The puck drop is at 7 o'clock. Also going ahead in a 7 o'clock game tomorrow are the Flames who will play Ottawa. Global News SkyTracker, weather today's high remains zero and snow mixed with rain Snow ending this afternoon, 5 to 10 centimeters expected. Tonight's low, minus 3 with a chance of flurries. And tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 6. It's zero at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update is at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
4: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening and we're getting a typical Calgary spring plus 20 yesterday and snow today so a little bit of thawing out going on yesterday now we're getting the moisture it's gonna be hitting the ground I'm in the south end of Calgary and we are getting a lot of snow it's uh, starting to come down fairly heavy right now which is it's nice it's all melting on the roadways starting to fill up on the grass so uh, if you are able to get some fertilizer down on your lawn, that'll be very beneficial. This this moisture will help get it into the into the ground and and uh, off you go. We're getting a lot of people in asking about trees and shrubs and where are they and how come they're not in yet? It's still pretty early. Uh, most garden centers, including us, we typically bring them in the first week in May. We kind of watch the weather, but typically right just before Mother's Day. I know we have two or three semis lined up of nursery stock to arrive that the week of uh, May 7th and 8th. So if all goes well, we will we'll keep that schedule going. If the weather turns a little bit, we'll uh, postpone it to the following week. But that's what we're looking at doing. We do have lots of annuals in. We have lots of fruit um Raspberries and blueberries and strawberries and uh, all the bulbs, garlic and and asparagus and all those other things. Got a lot of that in. We got uh, petunias and snapdragons and pansies, and a lot of those you can almost plant outside. Like now, like I wouldn't hesitate to put a pot of pansies outside, as it's it's it, they can take that. They're they're kind of used to it. We have them outside in the greenhouse with no heat. And, uh, and they're doing just fine, so I, I wouldn't be afraid of that. Um, and a couple other little things. If you want to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And those, of course, are the talk and text line. And you can also got a couple people joining us we have natasha from the calvary hort society she should be calling in any moment now and uh she will let us know what's going on they have the virtual gardening show going on and uh so and uh so we'll, we'll see what's going on there unfortunately we're still in this covid thing for a couple more months according to the, the doctors and they say by end of July, we could be wide open if everyone goes and gets the vaccine and then uh, life will be a little bit back to normal, hopefully. So anyways, we are at, we're at right now, it's snowing and, and, uh, and, uh, it's still lots of stuff going on in the garden centers. Again, space your times out when you are going, if you can, if you're up early, go early. Or if you're around near the end of the day after four o'clock, it tends to be slower. So if you are one of those ones, go with those other off times so that way they can uh, space you out. I know we had a lineup um, for part of the day in the afternoon for people um, just to get in. We are doing the the following the COVID protocol of, of limiting the people within our space. So, um, it's what we got to do, and it seems to be working, and, and everybody seems to be falling in line, which is nice. So thank you all for that. Got a few texts already, and uh, so I'm going to... Uh, Hello, this is my first attempt at Dahlias. I started two cafe for four weeks ago. They have nearly identical conditions. One has sprouted and one has not. Um, would you have any suggestions? It looks like the other one is just starting, but yeah, it's kind of weird. I would say they need a bit more water um they the soil does look pretty dry, so what I would do is I would water them thoroughly um just to get the soil nice and moist all the way through, put them in the sink and let the water run all the way through to the bottom out the bottom, and that will definitely help just moisten up the bulb. Your other one is; it seems to be doing good, so you're okay on that. But I'd still give it a good shot of water, and uh, and then you should be fine. Um, those, when they get about eighteen inches high, I like to cut about a third off the top, and that way, if you just have one big sprout come, it'll ins- it'll uh, it'll force it to send out a bunch more, and then you'll have a nice sturdier dahlia once you get into spring, when you can put that outside. So when it, like I said, when it gets a bit higher, about 18 inches, just take about a third off the top, take about four to six inches off. And, uh, and then you can see what that does for you. Hopefully that will help. And Tony is, uh, is Natasha on the line? Okay. All right. I'm going to bring up Natasha. Good morning, Natasha.
5: Morning. How are you? How are you doing today? Not too bad. Hey, staying warm like everybody else.
4: Yeah, this is typical uh, garden show weather. Hey? Couldn't, be
5: more ty- couldn't be more typical. Can you? Are you kidding me? We always yeah. get this at this time of the year. We're so used to it. So, what can you do?
4: And especially after a really nice day, like it, it always, it always seems to happen. Like we oh. get that real nice day, and the next day it just flips, and uh, and we get some snow. So, Absolutely. but so. You guys, the show is coming up very soon. We are. It's uh, next
5: weekend, absolutely. And so we're pretty excited, obviously. Um, Absolutely. Weather is not a factor for us this year as opposed to every single 113 years of praying for good weather. Um, This time, we certainly don't have to worry about that.
4: See, we could have just done this a long time ago, right? We could have just done a virtual show and never worried about the weather.
5: Absolutely (laughs) But thankfully the the joys of of uh, well, the joys the joys of this situation certainly is the fact that you know we're in a position where you know we've come a long way when it comes to to going virtual and and people are are so much more educated and 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 happy to kind of talk uh, whether it is virtual or not. Um, yeah. and so yeah, I know we're in a completely different situation for sure
4: and it actually it makes it easier for some people. Uh, that may be a little bit shyer they're able to
1: come out of
4: their come out of their yeah say? come out of their shell and <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. just sit and and chat um someone like me, I find it a little bit more difficult sometimes i did i did a a talk with another horticultural society online and I found it sometimes cause i'm more i'm a real people I like engaging. Um, I'm a feel, toucher, pointer kind of person. So sometimes when you're looking at um, 20 people on the screen, you're kind of like, <laughs> it
5: but... Is- it is a different so, yeah, but, ball game. Absolutely. Yeah. I won't I certainly will never if you've if you've instructed in person or or done presentations in person, uh, it's 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 not at all the same situation. But it well, is and
4: that's where we want to get back to. Like that's, that's right. let's all be honest. We're not gonna try and stay in this. But I'm so glad that you guys have pivoted and made the right decisions in creating this show.
5: Absolutely, we had to. The fact is, is that there's, as we know, and as you know, there is a tremendous amount of interest and regeneration of, 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 of going back to your roots of growing again and no, you know, it's awesome couldn't be couldn't be more thrilled about how uh, we've, we, we are seeing a new level of audience uh, a new generation of younger people coming to us and, and wanting more information and again certainly the virtual world is not a strange uh, world to them and so that's really helpful to us um, but the fact is is that uh, there is this 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 renewed interest in in growing and and certainly what it means to grow here in the prairies. The fact is, is that we are living in a whole different uh, world uh, when it comes to, to, to successful growing well, here one, in the prairies. One,
4: from one end of Calgary to the other, like I've done a lot of landscaping in the west side of Calgary, like in Bears Paw and, and lots of, done lots of uh, acreages and and yeah. from that end down to the south end of Calgary, it's it is a big difference. And I'm a north kid, grew up in the north. I would never really ever want to admit that, but after moving down south, like there, it, I'm amazed at how much different the weather is from that, from say Royal Oak, Rocky Ridge, Bear's Paw, to out here like in in Cranston or Douglasdale or Absolutely. River Bend. River Bend has a phenomenal uh, microclimate. If yes. you go through River Bend, yes, you'll see plants that do so well there, um, it, and it's kind of weird. Like you sort, you just see gorgeous cedars all over. You see things that maybe struggle other places, but just quite thrive there. It's not like it's a, 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 a orange or banana belt or anything, but. There's <laughs> definitely a significant difference. No, um,
1: absolutely. No, no,
4: yeah.
5: absolutely. These, absolutely, Merle, absolutely. And that's where, um, you know, there's only two ways to find these things out. Either you educate yourself or obviously you experience these things. So, you know, short of experiencing these things right now, then educate yourself on exactly these microclimates that exist, uh, you know, here in, in Calgary and, and really in the foothills in general, to be honest.
4: No. and that's what you try to do. You try to find those, even the microclimates in your own yard, and you sort of look for So today will be a good example. You can look in your yard when it snows and then look out tomorrow where the snow melts first and things like that. Can Those will be your microclimates. So if you want to push the zone on something, maybe you want to try something a little bit softer, a little bit like zone four-ish in some of those areas where the melting occurs a little bit quicker and that's going to be a softer spot. So absolutely, it's, uh, yeah.
5: if the pandemic has offered us nothing, which is time on your hands to observe your yard and take a look at these <laughs> microclimates. Right? Like, my, what absolutely. else are you doing? What else are you doing? So, I, I planted yeah, a absolutely. red
4: rocket maple um, last year, and it's 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 awesome. It's just started coming out, sent its buds out, and the buds come out, and they look like little mini red crystals. Like they just started Amazing. sending out their first. So I'm excited. I've, I haven't planted a red rocket before, so I, I wanted to try it. And, uh, and it's survived the winter and it's coming back. So, okay. but let's let's get to your show and yes,
5: absolutely. We'll always talk. Let's talk. Of course, let's talk gardening. Always with this show. So we do have um, the 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 theme of this year's show is resilient gardening. The fact is is that we've all had to be pretty resilient over the last um, almost eighteen months, we're going to go on eighteen months. Um, and so, really, what we want to do is we want to bring forward speakers and presenters that really understand what resilient gardening means in our environment. And so we have a bunch of local people and a couple of keynote speakers uh, that uh, you know bring that kind of conversation to the table. Um we have uh on one day we have Paul Zammett, uh of course from from uh, uh previously from the uh, Toronto Botanical Gardens and of course very well known entomologist uh, Dr. Ken Fry uh, on the second day. So uh, yeah, he, you know, he- He's
4: great. Uh,
5: Great. Great. Absolutely. Just a wonderful speaker. So engaging. And here's your chance not only to to listen to what he has to say, but Q&A as well. So really the opportunity, this is the joy of the 15 speakers and the virtual world, is that every single one of these speakers (laughs) is going to have a Q&A as well. Uh, And so really an opportunity to ask your own questions. So we have our schedule online. Uh, It is two days, action-packed. However, it's the weekend, so we don't want people to just sit in front of their computer. We never really encourage that, but if there are certain uh, speakers that you want to catch, you tune in at that time. Otherwise, any other speaker, you can listen to them um, all day, all night, and for the rest of that week. So really, you can tune in at any point in time and listen to the rest of the people. So it's wonderful, wonderful that way. Uh, you won't miss out on anything. Um, and so for the price of $20 for members, $30 for non-members, you will be able to log in for a, almost a week. Oh yeah. It's, Uh, six days um, to log back in and listen to all these wonderful speakers get your information we have a great exhibitor hall that you will be able to visit our exhibitors we're really just trying to reproduce a little bit of our garden show feel and so we'll have a wonderful exhibitor hall with about a dozen exhibitors Um, and of course you know typical um, garden show we have door prizes, we have a photo contest, we have a great 50-50 raffle. So really... We're really and you've already to... started the 50-50, have. have you not? We're <coughs> at $2,000 already, so we really are encouraging people to support us, because of course this is the Hort Society's major fundraiser for the year, so we really are encouraging people to support us in many different ways. You can even donate. There will be a donate button. So, you know, come you know buy your ticket log in when you want come and listen to at least the keynote speakers because they're first thing in the morning and they're going to be awesome um and yeah it's 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 just going to be a great weekend and the weather's not going to be that great anyways let's be real it's that this time of the year and so what a great time to to just kick back with your coffee and and listen Absolutely.
4: Up. Absolutely. And you can also do some shopping there'll be vendors and and people Absolutely. part of the show as well. So you
5: bet, you bet. So all, you know, all in right. one, excellent. And um, from,
4: from what I understand, we're going to give away a couple of tickets. We
5: do. We have the opportunity for two uh, individuals uh, from two families, because of course it's per family uh, to log in. And so uh, yeah, we, we're we're giving that away today.
4: Okay, so what I'm going to do is just, uh, I'll just say, caller number three and caller number four. and Tony will get their name and number and he will get you your tickets and we'll announce that after the break. So uh, good luck to whoever's calling in and get your tickets to the Calgary horticultural virtual show that's on next weekend. So thank you so much, Natasha, and good luck with everything. And uh, maybe we can touch base next week on Sunday during the show as well, maybe you or Kath or something, Colin, and and give us an update on how the show is going.
5: That's a great idea. Maybe I'll get Kath to log to to check in and you guys can chat as well. That that's a great, that would all, be great. Uh, idea. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really all right. appreciate Thanks, it.
4: Thanks, Natasha. Take Have care. Have a
5: great day. Thank you. Bye bye.
4: Bye bye. All right. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy C H Q R. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with uh, Daryl. Good morning, Daryl. Hey, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you?
3: Yeah, I have just a couple of questions on seeding a new lawn. Um, is it a little too early yet to be putting seed down?
4: No. um, You can you can start seeding pretty much any time now. Um and really what you want to do is get get it all level do all your raking get everything nice and i go about 100 pounds per acre so that's 100 pounds per 40,000 square feet approximately so uh-huh. depending on on how many how many how much square how many square feet you can kind of figure out from there um oh, okay it, it is this going to be your main lawn or a side lawn or
3: uh, well, it's one part of the property. Uh, uh, it's a, well, I'm starting with this one area. It's about 3000 square feet. Uh, so it's not huge, but, uh, no, I've got some other areas that need to be done as well, but it's pretty heavy clay soil. So, uh, what would be like a
4: good amendment for the soil? Uh, myself, like for lawn, <laughs> I'm all you need, like good topsoil is usually great. Like, if you can get four to six inches of just good topsoil on there, you'll be fine. Okay, Um, so you just lay it on top? Yep, just some screen loam. If you have a good base of sort of a clay loam thing, and depending on what slope you have, uh, obviously you don't want to build it up if it's going to cause negative drainage towards your house or anything like that. But if you have the room to do that, yeah, I would just put the loam screen loam right over top and uh, level out, roll it, put your seed down so on that one on three thousand square feet you'd have about 10 to 12 pounds of grass seed roughly in that area right okay and then just harrow it in and and then just keep it moist and stay off it and,
3: yeah and, uh, I sh- another question was like how long do you have to kind of water it and babysit the babysit? fair a
4: bit like it, it it takes a bit to get grass growing here like it needs to be watered sort of If it it warms up, it needs to be watered every day. It doesn't hurt it. Um, You're going to get a lot better results. If you only water it once a week, you're going to get less results because just keeping it moist at the beginning is important. Like not soaking wet, but a good watering once a day um, definitely makes all the difference. You get the germination rate a lot quicker and gets all your things going. So it's it's much better that way. All right. And then just staying off of it is the hard part. So sometimes if sod is in the budget, it's definitely a lot quicker process and uh, and a little bit easier because it's, it's sort of a couple-month process before you're – and you want to get it about four to six inches, and then you start mowing it, and then that then it starts thickening up. And you can also use our fertilizer when you first put it down as well at the same time, put the two six in with your seed at the same time, and that'll help for sure.
3: Right, yeah, I do have some of that. Um but I, I also heard that, like, because it's still going down below zero at night, so will that not uh, hurt the seed?
4: Um, no, Maybe? actually, I'm just going to put you on hold, Daryl, and we'll just come back and finish up. I just got to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Heavy snow showers and a zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Madeleine DeBellis. Canada has recorded its second case of a patient developing blood clots after getting the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. Alberta's chief medical health officer, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, says the patient, a man in his 60s, is recovering, and she stresses the risk of developing the clots is extremely rare, especially compared with the chance of dying from COVID-19. Ontario's government scaled back sweeping new police powers a day after they were announced. Officers will no longer have the right to stop pedestrians or drivers to ask them why they are out or request their home address. Friday's announcement prompted a swift and furious backlash. Many police forces across the province also indicated they did not intend to make use of their new powers. It's currently zero. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
4: Unless that gardening is brought to you by Green It Up, your one call to greener grass and healthy trees. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we're going to go back to Daryl and just finish up the call. Morning, Daryl. Morning. Um, for the most part, the gra- the seed won't really be germinating until the- till it warms up anyway. So it's going to be in there under the soil and it- it'll be fine. And especially like when we get in the next couple of weeks, the ground will start warming up. And you need that to get the germination anyway. So, if you want to do it earlier, you can try and beat some of the spring rains. But if you if you want to wait a couple weeks, that you're, it's not going to come up and start growing much, anyways, in the next week or two until oh, the I temperatures think. until the ground warms up. It's just more or less a lot like farmers and and people doing grassy. They want to get in the ground and and if it if you're in a real shady area where it's still cold and the ice is still I would definitely wait a while, but if it's out in the full sun, um, you'd be fine. Yeah, no, it's definitely in the full sun.
3: So so what was that ratio again? You had 100 pounds of seed for?
4: Per one acre for 40, 44,000 square feet, yeah. Okay, 44,000. And that's okay. sort of what golf course, if you're doing a nice lawn, that's kind of the ratio you, you want, so that way you end up with a, a good thick lawn. And right, and we have the larger bags of the Ecolon, which use a lot less water. So yeah. you can try that seed as well, or we can, or we have the the Manderley seed as well. So,
3: yeah, no, that's exactly what I bought. So, okay, yeah, perfect. And got some of your uh, fertilizer as well. So,
4: all right, perfect. then you should be good. Send me a picture when it's looking nice and green.
3: Okay, will do.
4: All right, thanks, Daryl. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and I got a quick text I'll read. Hi, Merle. I planted one regular and one ever-bearing raspberry three years ago. The canes are all mixed now, and I found out that the method for thinning and cutting back are different. Can you offer advice on how to cut back? Um, For these, a lot of time I just go by the old wood. I just go – I look for the gray wood, and that just helps thin them out, and it removes – the ones that uh, sort of the second two-year-old wood. And it just keeps them thin enough. And I think for, because it'll be really hard to tell which variety is itch, is which. But if you use that method, that should thin it out enough um, to be able to to figure out um, which ones you're going to come back and then give them enough room to, and the nourishment to be able to grow. So just look, when you see the wood, you'll see brown and gray. Remove all the gray stuff. And you should be good all right on the phone line i 'm going to go to Marlene. Good morning, Marlene Good morning, Merle. Love your show Thank you so much, um, and how can I help you Yes,
6: I have a large strawberry patch that needs okay. some rejuvenation i 'm um, on pla- i 'm planning on increasing the size by adding some more strawberries and um purchasing some new gardening soil, what I require is I need to know the depth that I can cover the strawberries with the new soil,
4: okay, when you're using new soil um basically you you'll put your new soil in, and then when you plant your new plants, and you're putting all new plants in?
6: No, I'm keeping the ones that some the ones that I have um they just don't seem to be producing the strawberries that I need.
4: Yep. So if you just add like a, a good compost or soil amendment in between them and just work it in, the nourishment will, will fill in there and also even using a granular fertilizer and and then that would work great because you just, you'd put it in over top and like even like our lawn fertilizer, you could just put that over top of your whole strawberry patch and okay. it has the high middle number, which would be great for it. Okay.
6: And also, um, would I be better to, after I do that to put some mulch on top too?
4: Um, I wouldn't add mulch. I would just I would just do more of a soil amendment, um, like even like the sea soil or or some of the the soil amendments. Um, mulch <coughs> you can put. I just find um, with strawberries and that it's it's better. I, I like using amendment because then that way when you work it in, it's going to feed your soil. Once you put mulch over it, it's hard to get the food back down into there.
6: Okay. So just put All in right. an amendment after I put on the new soil? Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. And thank you very much for your help.
4: You're very welcome. And thank you.
6: And we'll talk to you again.
4: Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And I still have time. I'm going to go to Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Hi, it's Karen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi, Karen.
7: No worries. Um, question for you, kind of two-part. We've got a bunch of lilacs in our backyard, and there's, uh, we planted 16 of them when we built our house a years ago. And four of them kind of came up the one side of the fence that where our neighbor then built a wooden fence. So mm-hmm. they're not doing so well. We're yeah, because thinking...
4: they're in behind the shade.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're thinking of moving them to the sunny side of the yard. Yeah, and, and how tall are they? They're very tall, um, probably twelve feet.
4: Okay, is
7: that a good idea? No, like we no cut you, them can, down you can or? still move
4: them. You just what I would do is I'd probably cut them down first. Okay, okay. Like I would take a bunch of the the top part off and, and then dig up a big, as root ball as you can. Okay, and and then have your new spot prepared. And so, if you dig like a two foot by two foot hole, lilacs, good thing is they don't have huge root balls. So, I've moved oh. lots of them where I just go in and I scoop the whole thing up. And I'm not, are you on an acreage or are you in a no. city?
7: No, we're just in Chester.
4: Okay. If you have Ava, if you're able to get a machine in and you can dig out, that works. But otherwise, you just got to dig down and get as big a root ball. And if you keep it in the same yard, I just like to pull it up onto a tarp and then drag okay. it over to the new spot. But oh, try okay. to do that as early as you can. Like if it's if it's sunny spot where you're moving it and the ground's thawed, I would try to get it done as early as I can. So should we do
7: anything special in the hole we're gonna move it to or
4: um yeah, you can add some like three in one mix or hmm. or and I would definitely use the Mike's product. Okay. Um it's a mycorrhiza root um, transplanter product and add that to the and rub it all over the roots of the root ball that you dig up and put that into the hole, that makes a big difference.
7: Okay, and we can get that at your place?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
7: because we were just there and we loaded up on your, your <laughs> my husband loves your lawn fertilizer, the Rage Plus, and I don't know what else he does <laughs> in the back awesome. of it. <laughs> so, well, and, and
4: you know okay. what? I'm going to help you clean up that mess when you cut it all down, though. I'm going to give you a gift card for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I'm going to give you $100 to help you out. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So when, when, when you do cut that back, you can make a nice pile and the good friends at 1-800 got junk will come by and they'll pick that up for you. Well, so what easy. I'll do. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll help you. We'll clean up that junk out of your yard. Or if you have any other stuff you want to use it for, you don't have to use it for this, hmm. but, uh, here we'll, we'll, we'll give you a hundred dollars to get you going to get Thank rid you. of some of that junk. You're okay. very welcome. All right. Anything else? Um,
7: I just wondering what can we put? So where it was, um, yeah. we're deciding between just hostas to have some green
4: stuff there because it's so shady. Or I, some I kind would of use uh, hydrangeas. Annabelle hydrangeas. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> Annabelle's love the shade. You can't use the quick fires or any of the other ones. Mm. The Annabelle's the only one that can go in the shade. So if okay. you add those, put some legal areas, Annabelle's, that'll give you the height, and then you can go down into the hostas and things like that.
7: Oh, perfect. Yeah, because we just started hydrangeas on the other side of our yard two summers ago. We just
4: love them. But Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
7: So, Okay. Well, thank you so much.
4: All right. Well, Karen, we'll put you on hold, and mm, Tony okay. will get your name and number, and we'll get you set up with the one 800 junk gift card. Thank you so perfect. much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. And I'm going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I'm going to chat with Jen. We're going to find out what's going on down in that greenhouse. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And on the phone, line, I'm going to chat with Jen down at Spruce It Up in the greenhouse. Good morning, Jen.
8: (laughs) Good morning, Merle. How are you?
4: Good, a little bit different today than yesterday.
8: <laughs> a little bit, yes.
4: Holy Absolutely. man, it's it's snowing good now.
8: It is, but it sounded actually really pretty when I came in this morning. There was nobody here and you can hear the snow just coming down on the on the poly and on the plastic. It was it was really pretty sounding. So I'll take it
4: for a little bit. Absolutely. Those are you know what? And when you mention those moments, sometimes at the garden center, the best times are in the morning. And once we get the tree lot going, I love it at the end of the day, like at nine thirty when everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. When I'm checking sprinklers, I'll walk along the sprinklers and just uh, just just watching the sun go down over the spruce trees to the west of us, and sprinklers are going. <laughs> it's just it's like magical, yeah. It is. It's magical. something. It just like there's something that comes in the air there. It's just awesome. So
8: mm-hmm. it really is. Yeah. I
4: should sell tickets and have people enjoy the, the <laughs>
8: Well, yeah, or even the opportunity the to sunset. take photos, right? Like Jonah, you saw Jonah's photo that yeah. he took of the greenhouse, that, that closed shift. That was
4: awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jaden did the same thing on her uh, on her Instagram. She was, I love the closing shift because yeah. it does. It gets a different feeling at night. So
1: yeah.
4: um, we'll just have to get more people working at night and uh, help out. <laughs>
9: there you go. Love you get it. to
4: enjoy the sunset. Eh?
8: Yeah, it's and
4: true. So... Lots of stuff came in um, for you guys in the greenhouse there yesterday. So um, you guys are stocking up on pretty much uh, a lot of a lot of veggies, a lot of fun stuff.
8: Yeah, a lot of variety, absolutely. And and there's still, like some stuff, I wasn't sure if people are going to be grabbing it, but they are. Like we got some rhubarb in as well in those gallon pots, and people have been buying those already. Um, we have one gallon peppers and one gallon tomatoes, and they're going out the door. <laughs> it's, it's incredible to watch, yeah.
4: Yeah, but it's and it, it is sneaking up, and people I know are, are in the supply chain. Um, we hope we have everything covered for the most part, but it is there's gonna be there's 20 or 30 percent more people gardening this year again. So, the supply, if you and that's what I tell people like all the bird bass that came in, mm-hmm. um, last year they were almost gone by the main long weekend. I said, if you like one of the bird bass, not I'm trying to be a sales person, but if you see something <laughs> you like buy it it's sort of that mentality right now otherwise that it's all going quick so
8: yeah and the fountains remember last year with the fountains as well they that was hard to get your hands on yeah
4: Yeah. so uh, we got a bunch of that stuff and i know we got about 500 pallets in the back that we're still unpacking. but it's uh, and it's sort of it's sort of like if you come every week you get to see a new store because the stuff is sold and then we got new stuff coming in so and uh and when, so when do you think your perennials will be coming, sort of that first week in May?
8: That's what we've been telling people. Kind of, I've been kind of shooting at mid-May, and I usually, I, weather dependent, obviously, and that's what I remind yeah. people to do, is if you can't get it into the ground, you're not going to want to keep all those large plants in your house um, necessarily. Maybe some people do. I don't know, or they have a greenhouse space, but when the weather's warm and they're able to put them outside, we'll be getting those in. Um, I know Zoe's taken care of the ordering, and she's, Right on top of the variety that we yeah, have, yeah, and I say
4: we're just trying to, yeah, and, and we always hold off on like hostas; they kind of come in our second shipment because they're just some of the stuff that can't take frost early yeah. on. We yeah. try to make sure we don't bring it in too early for everybody. We try and bring some of the hardier things, but this is the time of year where it's tough, right? It's uh, that waiting like, like said period. Yesterday, well, yesterday yeah. it's plus twenty, and then you look outside oh. today, you wouldn't have thought, like. Yeah. It,
8: it, it, <laughs> I know. We're all walking around with our suntans on our faces and uh and it's winter again, but um but that it's gonna change. It's we're gonna get right back into it and people are getting ready, uh, with pots and their soils and it's it's
4: fun to watch. Nice. All right, and what about the tropical plants? You guys still selling lots of lots of house plants and yeah. new stuff coming in?
8: Well I wanted to talk about a couple of those alocasias, but they're they're gone again. The black Oh those velvet aren't ones, real. Oh, yeah, I was crazy? at the till
4: yesterday when uh, when one of the customers bought it, and I just it was awesome. Isn't was that? Just, uh, yeah. yeah,
8: they're so beautiful. So um, we have those. Jess was wanting me to mention the Peperomia Scandens, which is a really cool uh, Peperomia plant, but it's a trailing plant, so you don't okay. often find Peperomias tr- um, as trailing. So it's really pretty, and people have been liking that one. It was unusual to me; I hadn't seen it before. So we do have those in. We have really cool bromeliads in with more of a like a flame stem instead of that kind of flower, so
4: those, yeah, are, in with those the,
8: are right. Those with are very the, nice with the leaf the way they are. Um, there's what else was I going to mention? We have some and we're probably things. ready.
4: Mm. And we're probably ready to release the Thai constellations. Oh, are we're we? Pretty close. I'm waiting
8: for the. Box. Next, oh, give me the go. Yeah,
4: next week. I think they all look like they've adjusted quite well. Awesome. And they're starting to all perk up nicely and rooted in. So. I think we're uh, we're getting real close. So maybe Wednesday or Thursday next week we'll release the ties.
6: Release
8: the so. ties. Okay, that's fine. All right. Good news. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? I wanted to mention too. So people wanted it last year so badly, and the year before, even the Vermillionaire plant. Remember that one? And the, that's the
4: hummingbird one yes, that we talked about. So did we get some in?
8: We did in four inch pots. We have several of those right now. So the Vermilionaire is here. If anybody wants to come get it, because that yeah, the hummingbird plant we talked about that all the time. That's a cool yeah. one. Yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So All right.
8: Yeah. And then also, Merle, just a shout yep. out to Brad, our ops manager, taking care of everything in the background running the show.
4: Brad does a good job. I know Brad we give him a hard a time.
8: Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> fun to give him a hard time.
4: <laughs> good job, Brad. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, Merle. All right. Thanks, Jen. A okay, good shout out to, to Brad. All right. <laughs> Bye. And... I got to take a break, and when we get back, we'll hit the phone lines again, and I'm getting to all your texts. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, Emerald Coons. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. Good morning, Emerald. Um, Hi. We live in uh, Douglasdale, sort of close to
3: the river at the in lower Douglasdale, yeah. and uh, our lawn never looks that great, and our uh, flower beds are really hard. Um, now, I've put uh, for the lawn, I use your green it up fertilizer, but I have a hand spreader. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm not putting enough on.
4: So uh, what you need to do, each bag, like in the springtime, covers 3,000 square feet. So you just have to sort of figure out how many square feet you got in your lawn. And, and that should definitely help out. I, I recommend do a good power rake in the spring. I assume the next week or so, give it a good power rake, and then then hit it with our fertilizer. The spring one is the higher application rate, and and that's the important part is just the, the right right amount for for each season. And then you cut down by a third, and then cut down by a third in the fall again. So, depending Thanks, how big your lawn is,
3: and yeah, it's it's not all that all that big, but uh, we do have a big spruce tree out in front, and I think it's sucking a lot of the water up.
4: Yes. So what I do in those cases, I recommend is just where the branches come out onto the lawn. I like just to cut the grass away from there and just put mulch underneath the tree. It just That way you're not fighting the tree and then the needles don't come out onto the lawn. So I just sort of like to make a tree well around the outer drip line of the spruce tree and just let it do its thing because when the needles fall underneath it, it likes that. It's recreating the forest floor. And the needles help protect it from bugs climbing up into it and things like that, and and then the mulch will help hold the water in for the big spruce as well. Good. Uh, how about the flower beds? And I put uh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> and John also um, for your and then you said your flower beds are real hard. Yeah, and I've I've used uh, um,
3: um, some stuff on them, but nothing seems to to
4: work. Okay.
3: Uh, still comfy. Well,
4: what I'm I'm going to give you I'm going to help you out I'm going to give you a big yellow bag from our good friends down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. Um, they have some great products that will help amend those soils and get them nice and soft. So, uh, big yellow bag, and you can talk to Nathan and his crew down there, and they'll set you up with the right one. Just tell them what you want to do with it, and you want to use it as a soil amendment in your shrub beds, and they'll make sure you get the right mix. So our good friends at Eagle Lake will deliver one of those big yellow bags to your house. Well, I really appreciate that, Merle. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to put you on hold and Tony will get your name and number and we'll get you set up for that bag. All right. Great stuff. Thank you very
10: much. Have a great day.
4: You as well. Take care, John. Bye-bye. And hopefully I can go to the phone lines and we can go to Cherry. Good morning, Cherry. Hello. Hello. Hi, is it Jerry or Cherry?
7: Yeah, um, I was just wondering what type of soil I would need to put on my perennial beds
1: that are about 24 years old to
10: rejuvenate them.
4: Yeah, there's all kinds of things, and I like I just mentioned to the last caller, you can you can buy the big yellow bag, and that yeah. works really well. There's lots of great mixes there. We sell so bags would- of of sea soil things that that work well compost we have a great garden compost that you can add to it
1: okay as a top dresser i could just yeah you, you just mix it in like about ch- a specific type of product
4: yeah absolutely okay, okay. Yeah. thank you and uh, and if you and if you come down to the garden center we can help you out with that as well so either way give them a shout and they can get one delivered to your to your house all right thanks sherry bye bye all right And I'm going to take a quick break. For the news, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Snow and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Thousands of junior high and high school students in Calgary will be switching to online learning for the next two weeks beginning tomorrow as COVID-19 numbers continue to soar. Alberta Teachers Association President Jason Schilling says virus transmission is present in the school setting.
1: We know that there's transmission happening within those buildings as well and so we need to, we need to protect that as best we can. If it means moving online, then that's a serious discussion that we need to have.
0: The request for the shift to online learning was made by school boards dealing with a substitute teacher shortage. While Edmonton area school boards have not moved to online schooling, some individual schools are because of rising cases. More Albertans are making calls for COVID-19 vaccines to be offered to a wider range of people in the province. Currently, the AstraZeneca vaccine is available to people aged 55 to 64, but some people say it should be expended to younger people who want it now. Melinda Pokolinsk doesn't care what vaccine she gets and says it should be available to younger people and more
2: higher-risk jobs. The research shows that the blood clot chances are just as low, you know, they're higher for other things. So I, I just want to get vaccinated. I want us to get back to normal. On Saturday,
0: Chief Medical Officer of Health Dr. Dina Hinshaw said discussions are underway about expanding the age range. Ontario Federation of Labour President Patty Coates says Premier Doug Ford's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic has been an abject failure and an absolute disaster. She and labour experts say Ford's latest restrictions miss the mark because they don't include paid sick leave for essential workers. Ontario officials cancelled two orders they brought in on Friday following a massive backlash and a widespread response by police who said they wouldn't be stopping people not staying home. Officers will no longer have the right to stop anyone walking or driving to ask why they're out or request their home address. Ford says he's also planning to reverse course on rules closing the province's playgrounds. A big drop in temperature from yesterday's high of 20 degrees. A south-moving cold front in Alberta will force temperatures to plummet below zero today. Heavy amounts of snow is expected from the northern edge of the Rockies, down along the foothills, to the southwest corner of the province. Though Calgary is not under a snowfall warning, the city will see 5 to 10 centimeters of snow. Cities surrounding Calgary to the northwest and south, including Airdrie, Cochrane and Okotoks, are all under snowfall warnings. Northern wind gusts could create temporary whiteout conditions and drivers are warned of poor driving conditions. The good news, majority of the snow should melt fairly quickly as temperatures will warm up by midweek. A memorial service is planned for today in central Nova Scotia to honour the 22 people killed by a lone gunman one year ago.
3: Flags at the legislature in Halifax were lowered to half-mast at sunrise this morning and will remain that way until sunset tomorrow. A closed service will be held to remember the victims this afternoon at the First United Church in Truro. A province-wide moment of silence will be observed as the ceremony begins, and the service is expected to feature several musical performances and speeches from spiritual teachers and political leaders. Premier Ian Rankin is scheduled to attend the event, marking one of the worst mass killings in Canadian history. Keith Toussaint, the Canadian Press, Halifax.
0: And there are calls for Peloton to issue a recall for its popular treadmill following video showing a child being sucked underneath the machine. U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission spokesperson Joseph Mardiak says it has received reports of children and a pet being pulled underneath, resulting in fractures, scrapes and the death of one child.
10: We've got 39 incidents of a pet, objects and children being sucked under this device. And we believe the public health and safety calls for this warning.
0: Peloton has responded by calling the warning inaccurate and misleading. The company says in a statement there's no reason to stop using the treadmill as long as children and pets are kept away from it. Global News Sky Tracker weather. Today's high zero and snow mixed with rain throughout the day. Snow ending this afternoon. 5-10 centimeters are expected. Tonight's low minus 3 with a chance of flurries. And tomorrow... We'll see a mix of sun and cloud and a high of six. It's zero at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
4: Welcome back to Last Tech Gardening. We had a little uh, phone issue, but we're all fixed up. And if you'd like to join us, 403-974-8255. Or 1-800-563-7770. But we do have Kim on the line. I'm going to go to Kim. Good morning, Kim.
11: Good morning. Can you hear me okay? <laughs>
4: Absolutely.
11: Okay. So I have a couple questions. Um, I know I had previously, I had garlic issues. And last year, I planted enough, and I have enough garlic to occupy all of Italy. So I have a question <laughs> nice. on... I have a question on horseradish. Um, I did try to plant horseradish a couple of years ago. My uncle grows it uh, horrend- horrendously down in the Lethbridge area. but I'm wondering why I can't grow horseradish, and maybe I'm planting it at the wrong time of year. Who knows?
4: Uh, um, yeah, typically you plant it like right now in the spring, and okay. it it does like a good hot location. Okay. Um, well drained soil. Um, okay. a bit like a, like a bit sandy or peaty soil. Well 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 drained and and it should do fine. <laughs> I know I know a few people that are growing horseradish here, so if you get it <laughs> okay. in a good hot location, you should be fine. And, and just if- make sure you have good amended soil. You could even add a bit of sand or something to it.
11: Okay. And we live north of Strathmore, so we live on a sand plain. <laughs>
4: yeah. So you should yeah. be fine, yeah.
11: Okay. Um also I want to ask, um, does it get outrageously wildish? I've heard that from several people.
4: I don't think we have that problem here. Um, Okay. I I, I find, like, it it doesn't spread or go crazy. Like, if you get in the right spot, it'll grow nice. Okay. But also with horseradish, you don't need tons of it, right? Because If it gets nice and warm. So I've never heard of it being invasive or or okay. gone crazy That's in our good. area, like maybe maybe down in, in Lethbridge or some of the warmer Medicine Hat, possibly a bit more. But yeah. here, I think we have a good climate just to keep it at uh, at okay. day.
11: And you do you get um, locally grown horseradish, or do you get the stuff from the…
4: Uh, yeah, we, we bring it in bulbs. Ours isn't locally grown, but it's it's from Western Canada, so it's um, okay. we bring in the bulbs, and some of it does come from Holland, I believe. And, all right uh, so yeah
11: can i ask one more question of course okay um you you advised me uh my 25 year old lilac hedge that's wrapped around our deck and i i took the front the south facing batch down to ground level and it's it's rejuvenated and it grows like a full tree now so now i have to hit the west side of the deck and um I know that since those bushes aren't keeping the snow off of my deck, um, some of the boards have tended to rot a wee bit, but I'm going to venture onto the west side. So now, again, should I do the same thing, just take it down to ground level?
4: Yep. Right now is a great time before it leaves out. Okay. that We're not wasting any of the good energy into the leaves. Take it right down to the ground, and it'll rejuvenate just like the other side.
11: Okay, and one other question, when you get your stock in here in May, are you getting, I've been looking for the last five years, and if, oh yeah, that's the dark purple, yeah, and I get it, and it's the lavender purple. There is a dark purple yes. lilac shrub out there somewhere, <laughs> but I can't and we, find we, it.
4: We do, we do get it in, I think it's the... Um... I'm not, I'm Is not sure if it's the Henry that's Wiseman.
11: That's what I've been yeah, told. But, it's heirloom, okay. Right.
4: We, we definitely have some of the deep dark, if they go fairly quickly, Okay. but we, we've definitely had the, the deep purple. So.
11: Okay. That's good though. Okay. So I'll, I'll check you out then around me. Thank you so much.
4: Sounds good. Have a great one. Have a great day. Okay. Peace
11: bye-bye.
4: Soon. Bye-bye. All right. I got a few texts that I think I will read. Uh, Okay, okay, and good morning. I recently recently purchased a six by eight greenhouse. My question: Do I need a fan in my greenhouse to circulate there? And what is the best temperature for the greenhouse? I notice it gets very hot. Air is very important when you if you start a greenhouse, so you should have a vent on one side, and you can have a vent a fan on the other. Six by eight, it's not a huge space. Um, uh, but if you definitely want to put a fan in, but even if you have a window at, at each end of it um, where, the, where the air can flow through, and ideally your temperature is still in that uh, 20 degrees or 70 degrees Fahrenheit um, it is ideal for the, for the greenhouse um, during the day. There's some times where it's going to get a little bit warmer, but it's going to get the full sun. And uh, you got to be careful, like I said in the greenhouse, you can get stuff that gets really spindly if it gets too warm in there all the time. So definitely airflow is is really important. So you can definitely do that. And I think I got time. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Jen. Good morning, Jen. Hi. <clears throat> Hi. Hi there. How can I help you?
9: Um, I pl- planted some dahlia bulbs indoors. And they okay. come up nicely, but the leaves, and they did this last year too, the leaves are starting to curl upward at the edges.
4: Okay. Um, did you use fresh soil?
9: I used it from the bag, yeah. Okay. And I and i didn't fertilize them. I gave them no fertilizer.
4: Okay. Yeah, no. Is it kind of going hard too? Like when it's curling, is it going hard?
9: Yes, yes.
4: Yeah. Unfortunately, it sounds you got... You might have um, a uh, a virus or a like a fungus in there somehow. Because sometimes yeah. when they turn over, um, they sort of turn. And I I sort of refer to sometimes people with unfortunately with arthritis in their hands. You know, when their hands and yes. your fingers kind of curl up. yeah
1: that's
4: what the yes. leaves look like. And they have arthritis.
1: It's,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So and that's why I asked if use fresh soil because of them have used the same pot or some old soil Could that that fungus the was in. The... Could have come with the bulb, right? Um, depends where you got them from. They shouldn't. No. Because um, most of them they're certified and like the ones we bring in are are yeah. cleared of that and they treat them and they do all the things properly. Oh,
9: okay.
4: Um, I'm just unfortunately I've seen it happen and it. They they turn like that and then they're almost garbage. Does anybody oh. smoke around them?
9: No, <laughs> no. but okay, because you know, sometimes
4: that, tobacco um, yeah. does it. Like people who smoke, if yeah. they if you smoke, I know like with with super tunias, if you have someone who smokes, like there, like when people are growing them, they don't allow people that smoke oh. in those rooms because oh. this when it touches their hand, it can transmit. Really, some of the disease. Yeah. So I, I yeah, unfortunately if you want to send me a picture but I think it has that, it might be it might be toast.
9: Okay. Okay. Good enough. Thank All you. All right. Yep.
4: Sorry, Jen. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye bye. And I think I should just take a break and when I get back, I'll regroup. I'll get the callers on the line. And if you'd like to join us, four oh three nine seven four eight two five five, you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go right to the phone line. I'm going to go to Marilyn. Good morning, Marilyn.
9: Good morning. How are you?
4: Good, good. How can I help you?
9: Uh, My question is, when is the best time to cut back to roses?
4: Well, I would still wait a little bit. Um, okay. When they start sending up the green, like you'll see, we'll go out there, and it's similar to hydrangeas. Like if you're doing um, like the quick fires, I always wait to see where the new growth comes back. Okay. And you'll and you'll see different color of the bark, and then I even it up at that time, so you'll see which direction the branches are going to grow, the new ones when okay. they come out. Okay. And then at that point, so probably a couple more weeks before you. And then when they start coming up, I pick a even height, even up my roses, and and do it at that time. But just let the let them do their thing. They'll push the green growth, and they somewhat tell you where to prune them. But oh. sometimes you'll have one on one side like six inches higher than the other side. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just want to even them up at that point.
9: Okay, sounds great.
4: Does that make sense?
9: You betcha. Thank you so much.
4: Awesome. Thank have a good you. Day. Okay, bye bye. You too, Marilyn. Bye bye. Bye bye. And I'm gonna go to Mickey. Good morning, Mickey. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you doing?
7: Doing pretty good. West of Cochrane here and uh we're trying to grow hascaps kind of hedge like and they're not thriving. We
4: have okay. six uh
7: six plants, three are, varieties. Are they in full sun? They are in full sun, yeah.
4: Okay. And how are, do they get regular water?
7: Yeah, I started watering about um, three weeks ago. Just the leaves were starting to come out, so I wanted to get water into the soil.
4: Okay. And how I'd water those, and even on those, I'd use even bark mulch, especially okay. if you're trying to do a hedge. And I just put that, like one of those soaker hoses underneath there, the ones I keep that drip.
10: Moist.
4: Yeah, just that way when you do water, you're doing slow, deep watering. And then the water gets down and pushes the roots down further. I okay. find ninety percent of the reason why a lot of shrubs and stuff aren't really flourishing is that we water the top of the soil, we don't deep water. And and I don't mean to throw the sprinklers on and let it run all over the place, but just if we can just dedicate the water to this that slow deep watering, it gets down into the root system and and it'll push push the roots down deeper and and then you should see a big difference. Cause once those things get going, the Hascups are a great shrub and they should do well where you're at.
7: Okay, we hope that to be the case. We're just not noticing it. So, already, yeah. A, so just get one of those on
4: leaky hose. Yeah, put the leaky hose. Um, you can also like use our lawn fertilizer, like a high, like a sixteen thirty two six. Just sprinkle that into the soil all around your you know, around your shrubs. Or if you if you if, if it's a smaller area, you can hook up a hose end water and use like a fifteen thirty fifteen high middle number. Get the roots, and that'll start pushing the fruit as well.
7: Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Enjoy All right. Your you're
4: welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, let us know. I bet out there it's probably snowing like crazy right now. And where are we at? We're good for time. I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Dale. Good morning, Dale.
10: Um, hi. I um, you enjoy your program.
4: Thanks, Dale. Um, I was wondering what kind like- of intriguing call that you got for me today? <laughs> I always enjoy. I enjoy your questions. They're always, they're not always the normal ones, so I like it.
10: Well, you talk about slow, deep watering. Yes. Is, is there a way I can
4: dig a trench and put shredded paper in there and rotor tiller it in? Um, I, I imagine. But what would be the benefit of it? Um, hold moisture. Yeah, no. I guess it it would hold moisture. The only thing I'd be worried about is any of the inks that have been used, or 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 how it rots. Like too much of a good thing. If it's all in one spot, like it could work like a sponge. I guess if it's down deep, it could hold the white, mo- hold the moisture, and then release it under underground, possibly. Oh, so, so you know what I mean? Like sometimes people say, and this is kind of it's not gross because they're clean, but some people say they put a diaper in the bottom of their pot. So when they water the plant, the diaper holds the moisture and then releases it back into the, into the into the, into the soil because it, it reverses it as the soil dries out. It'll suck the moisture out of the diaper. Oh, so, so <laughs> these are all clean, brand new diapers, I presume, but, <laughs> but I think the paper could work the same way. like, it's sort of if once a paper gets full of moisture it it'll hold the moisture and then as the soil dries out around it it would draw the water out of the soil out of the paper yeah, it's but I, I just think there's better ways I think um, recycle the recycle the papers and then there's other organic or nicer um, product I would be putting in my soil I, I wouldn't put myself I wouldn't put newspaper into my soil. You're just concerned about the ink. Well, that, and it's just kind of awkward. Like, you know, like in, unless it's shredded up, like when does it rot or if you're digging down? I, I, I just think there's there's better ways of amending your soil with, with more natural products. Yeah, I was just... And we have such, and we have such good recycling programs now that um, if the newspaper goes, it's going to get recycled hopefully properly, and then that gets used for it, and then you're not. I just, I see it, unless it was totally shredded up maybe, Dale then then that could work, maybe a bit better. But I just find putting a just a bunch I know people use it on top of soil. Um they layer the newspaper over top and then it disintegrates after time, but they do thinner layers of it. Uh yeah, I was and, just curious, that's
10: all.
4: Yeah. No, no, I, I and I think it's it's intriguing, but I, I just think um it wouldn't be one I would do. I, I'd find it a bit more of a pain myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dale. No, that's- I, hope, I hope hope that helps. Um, All right, recycle it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Take care, Dale. Bye bye. And uh, just got a text as well from. Uh, it just says, "Good morning. I wanted to drop a photo of our dining room. It is. It's been overtaking, waiting for summer. We have them outside. Like honestly, like, this this person has so many plants and things going, and veggies and herbs and." And flowers, looks awesome. Thanks for the text. I, I love those ones and uh, enjoy enjoy when people share. And I got a few more texts. Good morning. My morning glories planted three weeks ago are growing really fast. So I'm wondering if they can be pinched back. Absolutely. And that's sometimes the problem or some of the challenges that you're going to have when you start your seeds in the house because it's always warm. They don't get the nighttime coolness. And that's what keeps a lot of plants down a bit and, and gets them hardier is if, if you get them cooled off a bit more at night. So if you can turn their temperature down in the room where you have them, like get it down, even down into that 15 degrees for the nighttime. And then on our warmer days, try and put them outside during the day. Like Anytime it's above plus five, put them outside. But things like morning glories, a lot of the vines, things like that, you can definitely pinch back. And, uh, and that will help thicken them up for sure. And also, okay, and I'm going to go to the phone line. we got Joe. Good morning, Joe. Uh, morning, Merle. Thanks for taking my call. Of I'm course. Gonna, How can I help you out?
3: I'm going to do some landscaping in my backyard in May, early May. And okay. I noticed that some magpies are building a nest in a tree in the backyard right now. Now, that tree's got to mm-hmm. come out. And I'm not too sure, am I allowed to take this bird nest down? What
4: do I do with this bird nest? Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. I I, I, uh, I, don't sure if there's any rules. I guess it becomes uh, of your own self of how you want to deal with it. At this point. Maybe deter them now while they're building the nest. Like maybe try and knock the nest out before it's built and before they lay their eggs. And, yeah. and then that... If it, if, if you're able sure to where reach that it, is. this thing's getting pretty big. Yeah, so if you could, if you if you're able to reach up, I would maybe go knock it out or make it uncomfortable. Maybe spray them up there a few times, or because <laughs> uh, um, magpies and again they they can be a little bit nasty too, right? When they get in there, and if you knock the thing off, and then no one wants to do that at that point. Like once the eggs are in there, like magpies or whatever kind of birds, no one wants to. Like, do you have a sense it's of always, when they lay the eggs. Would they have laid eggs already? I wouldn't think so. Not yet. I know the robins are just starting to all come around, and I know I have a robin that nests in one of my apple trees every year in my backyard, and okay. it's kind of neat. Like they, they're over by the dog run. There, they're in there, and they do their thing. But um, I'm not too sure on the on the magpies. I would say it's early spring, but I would say they're just, if they're just building it. I think you'd be okay to. Try to deter that if you want to uh, knock the nest out of there a bit and uh, maybe steer them away, and and then it's a little bit better than if you have to deal with it later when the eggs and the babies are in there, which you wouldn't want to do. Then I'd wait, just yeah. on a on us on a moral issue. <laughs> I would wait till they hatch and do their thing, and uh, yeah, and wait for to, that uh, to did happen. A online research, and that said, that
3: uh, I wasn't getting in there till August.
4: So, um, I, yeah. So sometimes you have to. So I would try to deter them now, and and it's still early enough. Like they'll they'll go find another spot and they'll make a nest in a in a more permanent spot. So I would okay. just get up there and deter them from now. And if you're able to take a look and uh, see what it what it looks like up there, if there's no eggs, then just uh, deter them now and and let them yeah, move right, on. So and and, up, and, they, and they will. Pretty high up. I'll yeah. uh, put on my hard hat so they don't attack my head while I'm doing it. All right. We'll be careful out there. Okay, Joe? Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. All right. I got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Snow showers and minus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Thousands of junior high and high school students in Calgary will be switching to online learning for the next two weeks beginning tomorrow as COVID-19 numbers continue to soar. The request for the shift to online learning was made by school boards dealing with a substitute teacher shortage. While Edmonton area school boards have not yet moved to online schooling, some individual schools in Edmonton are because of rising cases. Ontario's government scaled back sweeping new police powers a day after they were announced. Officers will no longer have the right to stop pedestrians or drivers to ask why they are out or request their home address. Friday's announcement prompted a swift and furious backlash. Many police forces across the province also indicated they did not intend to make use of their new powers. It's minus one breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
4: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. And we got Eleanor. Good morning, Eleanor.
1: Good
12: morning, Merle. How are you today?
4: Good, good. How can I help you?
12: I just wanted to share a little uh, tidbit here that I've learned. I had an ex-friend from Winnipeg. uh, We're Winnipeggers. And her dad worked at the Morden plant
6: at the
9: experimental
12: Farm. And his trick for growing tomatoes uh, in regards to the gentleman and the newsprint was he would say tomato tin, tomato juice tins, cut the lid off yeah. one, use the old-style uh, can opener, which was make a little triangle, and he'd yeah. do about six or eight holes, and then he would submerge the tin in the soil with the holes, the little holes at the bottom, and when he watered, all he was doing was watering the tin. So that's about eight inches into the ground. The water would yeah. be right at the roots.
4: And no, that that's means, good.
12: Yes, that way your leaves don't get wet. And um and I've had very good success with that. So that kind of comes out of Morden, Manitoba.
4: That's a great idea. And that's and a lot of times I recommend people using the the sweaty hose thing similar, because that way you're not getting the, the moisture over the leaves and causing the powdery mildew and that and yeah. get the water into the roots where it needs it. Absolutely. No, that's a great little tip though. You yeah, sort of just the- create like a a perforated bottom on it is sort of what you're doing.
12: Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing I've got now is I've started my tomato plants from previous tomatoes from previous years, years back, and I've got a little fan going now, not at the plant, but just sort of how you were saying you need air movement. And Absolutely. A nice, healthy stalks, and uh, my tomato plants from seeds this year are already about ten inches tall.
4: So awesome. A, and a then nice little uh, fan. Uh, yeah, and typically what I do when they get about that high, when I transplant my tomatoes, I'll I'll take off the bottom two thirds of all the leaves, and I'll bury that two thirds deep, and leave one third up, and then you get nice sturdy tomatoes. Yeah, so
12: hopefully that helps
4: uh, the job. Yeah, absolutely. Airflow's huge, important, and and we've learned so much of that now, even more so from the cannabis sector. Because they okay. really brought a lot of that hot house growing with plants, and and how important the fans and things that they do with their plants. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of us have seen that, and and you just realize how much more important it is, like the airflow and things for your plants. It makes all the difference. If you if you get that stale hot air, it's just like ah, so you'd almost die in there. Like you just feel like you're, I'm going to sweat to death, and and that's really what the plants do as well.
12: Well, what what I'm noticing is that the the are a little bit. Uh,
4: sturdier, yeah, because they're there. they're bracing themselves for the wind, right?
12: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. The other thing, just quickly, I've never grown Brussels sprouts, and I've started Brussels sprouts this year. Any quick tips that I should know?
4: Um, they like a they like a warm location, and okay. and they kind of grow different than you think. Like I don't know, I don't know if you you see the pictures yeah. of them, but they come up in a long stalk, and they all all the Brussels sprouts are on the side of the main trunk. It's kind of cool
12: cool okay so just we, a hot area yeah we area. grew
4: them yeah nice warm layer well-drained soil um and that that would be about it but yeah they're kind of a neat plant we grew them in our when we we did our garden a couple of years ago on global tv we had them in our raised beds and, okay. I, and I hadn't really grown a brussels spout before so i wasn't too sure what what it was going to look like and then this came up and then all the brussels just come on the side of this of the stalk so it's pretty cool
12: Ah, well, that's my new challenge for this year. Anyways, enjoy your show and have a nice weekend.
4: You as well. Bye. And take care. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to take one more call before the break. We're going to go to Carolyn. Good morning, Carolyn. Hi. Good morning, Merrill. How are you doing? How can I help you? Um, I'm doing great.
13: Yeah. I, I bought um, wall bags. You know the bags that hang on your deck? Yep. Yeah, yep. and um, I bought them with the plants in them from the greenery last year, and now I've got five wall bags, and I'd like to start inpatient seeds in the wall bags myself, and I'm wondering, what's, the, what's the, is it easy to germinate and grow impatients or is that no, something I should it, buy, it the is. Ones, yeah,
4: I, buy, the bedding out ones? Yeah, I'd probably buy the bed out, and I, if I was going to do the seed, I wouldn't try to do it in the bag, because they're better to be transplanted, like if you start them in little individual plugs... Um okay. they'll just do better. So I would start them in like a like a flat tray and get the strong ones that come up nicely and then transplant them when they're ready into your into your wall bags. Okay, that's the best way to go with them.
13: How long does, the,
4: does it I take just them find to germinate? It, they they take a little bit longer, so you're you're kinda cutting it close right now, but you should still have enough time. They'll take two to three weeks to germinate.
13: Oh, okay yeah maybe i should just go get the little bedding out ones then and
4: stick them yeah, in there yeah but impatience again if you're you, they can't go outside until um the first week in june typically
13: yeah here in vernon maybe a little sooner yeah
4: it? oh yeah right yeah. you're lucky you're in vernon yeah no, so. <laughs> we had 26 degrees
13: yesterday so it's it's getting its heating
4: up for sure well yeah. we had 20 degrees but i'm looking outside right now and i got 2 inches of snow in my front lawn <laughs> we had 20 yesterday and today it's like two degrees and snowing like crazy, so...
13: Yeah, well, I know. I grew up in Calgary, so I know all about the Calgary weather, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah, and I'm just going to give another tip with the raspberries. We have 75 feet of raspberries on two sides of a fence. And okay. And when I'm looking at them to take out the old stalks, I look at the stalk that's got an old piece, old um, raspberry um, stem on it, and you see the, okay. you see the old flower, and you just cut out the stems that have got the old flowers and then you don't have to try and decide whether it's gray or green or whatever. You just cut out the ones that have the flowers, dead flowers from the year before. Yeah. So that's, that's my, that's my tip from the Okanagan.
4: Awesome. Thanks, Carolyn.
13: All right, Marilla. Take Take care.
4: care. Sure. Bye-bye. Okay. You as well. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to take a break. If you want to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening and I got one more prize to give away. I have to give away a 1-800-GOT-JUNK $100 gift card. So the fourth caller in to 403-974-8255. We will give you a $100 gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And you can use that to tidy up your house, tidy up your yard, all kinds of different things. But we're going to give you $100 towards the 1-800-GOT-JUNK removal from yard. Great guys. They show up and as it says in the commercial, it's gone. So if you want to call in, 403-974-8255. And I'm gonna go to the phone lines and we're gonna chat with Karen. Good morning, Karen.
1: Good morning. Um, Yeah, we're just doing some landscaping in our yard and on the south side of our backyard, um, we have a fence, but the other side of the fence is our neighbor's trailer. So I was looking for some suggestions for some trees that would create a shield or a backdrop, you know, so we're not looking at the trailer. Is there anything
4: lower, like, is there a lower fence first, and you just want to cover the upper part, or are you looking for something from ground to sky coverage?
1: Yeah, no, we'll have a fence that will be, I think, probably at least six feet tall. So I'm just looking okay. yeah, for a sky coverage, yeah.
4: Okay, Um, what I would use is gladiator crabs. They're, they're okay. great They're you put them in a row and I, I use them and, and not to block out my neighbor. I like my neighbor, Mark, but we put a, uh, I put some gladiator crabs just along the side to block mm-hmm. between his deck and my lower fire pit area, but they just work great. You plant them both at six, seven feet apart. Um, they grow into each other and they grow that nice vase shape and you get nice pink flowers. You get great purple leaves um, throughout the summer but they give you that blockage on the upper part, and uh, they work yeah. great for that.
1: Great. And they wouldn't grow too tall because we don't want shade. Nope. It's not that we these don't like are... the neighbors. It's just we don't want to look at their trailer.
4: <laughs> no, and that's the exact same thing I did. No, And these are yeah. sort of that 15 feet high. They're, they're 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 perfect for just those privacy screens. They're sort of like a live privacy screen. They they work great.
1: Awesome. And they just
4: look so good too, as well. Excellent. So,
1: One other question, would it create a lot of mess on the ground at the end of the season?
4: No, it's an ornamental crab. So most of the berries all get eaten by the birds and that. So it'll bring some birds into your yard, which is quite nice. Um, Okay. And they're disease resistant. Like they don't get the fire blight that some of the older um, crab apples would get. And when I say crab apple, I know people always get a, they think of the old, uh, what's that? The one that just makes a mess there's a crap. These don't make that mess. They're just, okay. they're, they're small in there. The birds eat them. They're just like, they're the size, like they're probably a little bit smaller than like a cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just like a grape size berry for the most part. So like I said, okay. then the birds eat most of them. So you're, you're, okay. you're totally fine.
1: Excellent. Thanks so much. I appreciate it.
4: You're very welcome. Have Bye-bye. a good
1: run. Bye.
4: You as well. And where I'm at for time, I'm good for a bit. I'm going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Hi, how can I help you?
9: Um, I bought some uh, spinach plants, lettuce plants, and chard plants, and I wanted to plant them in pots. Um, And I just wondered the size of pots and how long, um, like when you cut the leaves, like I want to put them in salads. Um, yeah. Do you cut the outer leaves,
4: the inner leaves? Mainly the outer leaves first, because those will be the older ones. Okay. And then they, they should just continue to produce. And I would try to get as bigger, big as pot as you can get, like sort of in the 24 to 30-inch okay. pot. Because um, otherwise, just the soil gets too hot, especially for um, spinach and things like that. And you just don't want them to bolt up on you. Okay.
9: And how deep
4: um, same thing, like about, they'll be about two to three feet high.
9: Okay. All so right. Good and size is there pots. a point where they stop producing?
4: Um, yeah, they kind of, I find they shut down when it gets, starts getting into the heat of the summer. Yeah. So at that point you could even try, you could even put some seed in there, or something else. Like you could put radish in there or something else that'll reseed and come up again. Okay. And then in the fall, once you get to the, near the end of August, you can just reseed with some new lettuce and different things cuz it's still warm enough and they'll germinate and you can have a second crop going into fall.
9: Okay. And what do you um, fertilize them with?
4: On those ones on the upper leaves on for that, just 20-20-20 is great.
9: Okay. Sounds And that's
4: good. a good all purpose.
9: Yeah. Thank you very much.
4: You're very welcome. And just make sure you use a good soil, um, just like a good all-purpose potting soil, and you'll be good.
9: will do. Thank you so much.
4: You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, and I might just take a break. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. to Lightstock Gardening, I'm Merle Coombs and I'm gonna go to Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Merle. First time long time, pal. Um I think I got oh. dew worms. Okay. I got the lumps on my yard. Oh real hard, starpy lumps all over the place. Okay. okay. Uh, so what I'd recommend is you probably start doing a bit more um longer, deeper watering. Um so not like for two or three hours where you're just soaking it, but this when you do water water for twenty minutes, let it soak in and then do it again in an hour, for twenty minutes, and this so, get some of the you want to get moisture down. So what's happened is they're all coming up to to find softer soil, and they're okay. down below. So if if you get your water down, the the earth the deworms they don't want to come up anyways. They'll stay down lower. So if you just oh. water down, you can do a bit of uh, top dressing. And an aerating to help, um, but the key to it is just that more, just a little bit slower, deeper watering. Like get get it down a little bit more, so they don't need to come up for softer soil.
10: Gotcha, man. Thanks very much.
4: All right. Hopefully that helps. Thanks, Tim. Bye bye. Take care. All right. Let's go to Tammy. Good morning, Tammy.
12: Good morning. How are you?
4: Good, good. And you are the winner of the one hundred dollars. Got uh, got junk. Yes, that was me. Yeah, so congratulations on that.
12: Awesome, thank you.
4: And how can I help you?
12: Well, my lovely daughter brought home a little puppy this past winter. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, (laughs) lots of yellow spots in the yard. I was wondering, do I have to resaw that
7: or can I repair it?
4: You can repair it. Um, A lot of it is, um, again, we're going to set you up with a proper feeding program. And if you use the... Our greened-up lawn fertilizer—it has a high middle number, where most of the grass fertilizer that you see around town is all like thirty-two zero four. Ours okay. is sixteen thirty-two six. So the middle number is for the roots. So it's going to help recover a lot quicker. So when you get puppy damage, or if you get mouse damage or anything, um, and then we also have a product called Dog Spot Prevent. Okay. And what it, it neutralizes the urine spots. So, hopefully try to train them to go in one area um, okay. if possible. And and then so one of the bags of the dog spot prevent um, covers 250 square feet sort of like a 10 by 20 okay. five area. So, and if the dog isn't trained to go all over, you'll just have to buy more of the dog spot prevent and put it around the yard, but I find with our fertilizer it it really helps recover a lot quicker um, from that. So it should definitely help out.
7: So do I, should I rake up the dead grass? Yeah. So on the red, yeah.
4: So yeah, this spring you want to give it a good raking and in those areas, depends how big they are. You can just re rake them a little extra hard, put a little bit of soil, put a little bit of grass seed down in those areas okay. and, uh, and then it'll come back up, but ensure that you fertilize with our greened up lawn fertilizer. It'll make all the difference. And I'll, I'll we, we always have pictures. A few of our customers have sent pictures of their lawn like in May and then by August. It's just perfect um, oh, good. just using these products. And, and they didn't do any filling in. They just let it. It will fill in eventually, but if you want a little quicker results, um, I would just give those real heavy spots, uh, good raking, put a little bit of topsoil down, put the grass seed in there, and uh, you should be good to go.
13: And teach them how to go on the neighbor's lawn.
4: There, there you go.
7: <laughs> all right. Perfect. Thanks so much.
4: All right. Thanks, Tommy. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to David. Good morning, David. Hello, Merle. Hey, how can I help you?
10: Hey, Merle. I, I bought some of your fertilizer. Okay. And uh, I've never tried it before, but all your other stuff is good, so it's got to be good, right?
4: Absolutely. That's what they tell me.
10: Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, another shout-out, uh, you have wonderful people working at your place. Just thank you so much. wonderful, wonderful people. Like, you know what? Buy them buy em lunch or something. Do something for those people,
4: man. Uh, we try to do a few things for them every so often, so thank you so much. I will pass that on, too. Uh,
10: but with the fertilizer, uh, and my daughter, I bought her a bag, and my other daughter a bag and all this. Hey, I, we're not sure what setting we... Put our fertilizer spreader
4: on. So, what at the, at the beginning of the season, like right now, one bag will cover 3,000 square feet. So, like a 30 by 100, or depends, however you work it out, like 30 by 30. We got uh, that area. figured so, out. Okay. So, of- all you got to do is I always set my thing a little bit lower. So, I'll put mine to three or four. And I'll go over, I'll go over three or four times. Like I'll go one way and I'll go back the other way and I'll use up that amount in that area. And so, so you just better, okay, that I have a bag and a half that I gotta use up in this spot. I put it on a lower and then I just keep going around nice and evenly so that till it's gone. And then I know I've applied the right amount. Yeah. Sometimes if you set it right at the other one, and I always find by the time you get, the last little bit left, if you have it right at the maximum setting, you always seem to run out or something. And well, then you either end up you're
10: running or you're walking real slow.
4: Yeah, so I just prevent <laughs> that. I just figured how much I need, I put the setting on lower and then I just cross diagonal go back and forth. And that yeah. that way it's not gonna drop out too heavy and you're gonna get a good even coverage.
10: Excellent. Next question. Uh, All right. me and my daughter have a dispute. Okay. She has a spruce tree. Yep. And the branches are hanging on the ground and I'm going, You gotta trim that thing up like two feet. Yeah. Yes or no? Um, it really becomes
4: preference. Um a lot of times I would say no. Um I would just cut a well all the way around the outer branches and around the drip line. I'd go about a foot past the spruce tree and cut the grass out and make a nice, nice well all the way around it and put bark mulch underneath. Um, but it, 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 in both sides, I've seen it done both sides where it looks good. If you want to take it up a couple of feet, um, it opens up, but then you should put mulch underneath there because you're going to see right underneath. So it's kind of, you're both right, but I would definitely because do the tree well around it.
10: The problem they got is that it's hanging so low that there's critters living underneath there now. Yep.
4: Yeah, so you can definitely pull it up a bit for that. Okay. Um, or just like I said, do the tree well. And uh, and because that way you're not fighting with the needles in the grass and all that as well.
10: Excellent, Merle. Thank Alrighty. you so much, sir. You have yourself. All a right, day take day. care. Bye Thanks, now. David.
4: Care you take care. Bye bye. All right. Unfortunately, I don't have time. Or do I have time for one more, Tony? Okay, apologize. We're out of time. Sorry, Allison. Um, until next week, we're going to get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.